And that is enough of the theme song. Everybody, welcome to the Three Geeks Podcast. I just want to start this off by, first off, I just want to thank everybody. We are almost at 8,000 views for the month of January, and that is amazing. Uh, We got 11 new subscribers this past week. And uh, Justin, I just want to say, Justin has been telling me we need to do this for years, and he just took the reins and just went for it and started posting shorts. And those shorts are bringing you guys onto the channel and checking out some of our other content. So shorts is the way to go if you guys got YouTube out there because people love the shorts. Uh, Justin, I think you're muted, but people love the shorts, and uh, I cannot just thank you guys enough. 8,000 views in a month, that's just... It's the first time we can recommend shorts in the winter. (laughs) I always wear wear shorts in the winter. Can you hear me now? What's that? Can you hear me? Yeah, you sound beautiful, man. Okay, (laughs) what? Your voice is wonderful. Um, Love it. But that's not what you guys are here. Again, thank you guys. Subscribe. Hit that like button and comment. Comment on the videos because I've got some comments that I'm going to go over today. I really wish I had Max here to go over these comments together. Uh, Justin isn't as big of a fan of the negative comments as Max and I are, but we love them. They're fantastic. Uh, That doesn't mean just spam us with negative comments. But one of you guys gave us an idea for the new name of our YouTube channel, and I want to pull it up right now. I want to thank you guys for this idea. I think we're going to run with it. The uh, new name of Three Geeks Podcast is going to be Three Uninteresting Losers Talking About the Least Interesting Things. So thank you very much, Brid. That's B-R-I-D. Shout out. That's great. That We're going to run with that. That's our new show's name starting next week. Three Uninteresting Losers Talking About the Most Uninteresting Thing. Glad you found it interesting enough to listen to in the first place. Uh, yes. I mean, right? it was 20 seconds out of his life or her life. And then on the Bruce Valanche uh, discusses the holiday special. And I'm pretty sure Max just coming out of the, the gate talking about Uncle Scratchy's jerk off machine is what yeah. really got this comment going. But the comment is effing weirdos. So, again, thank you so much for the comment. We love it. Thank you. Um, I mean, that one is just honesty. Yeah. <laughs> it's, that's just true to life. We are weirdos. Okay, so I got a comment from John Walsh. These are, this is a real comment. He uh, he says, you know, taking 20 to 25% of the gross, not just the profits, was a big part of the uproar. He's referring to the D&D scandal. And then he asked us, and I wanted to ask you guys, have either of you tried Pathfinder? I'm, I'm just into character building right now. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, uh, I know nothing about this. Yeah, I've never played Pathfinder. I'd like to play it. I mean, the rule set is huge, but yeah, I'm not diving into Pathfinder just yet. Nice. Yeah, Mike and I were talking before the show, man. We got to find a D, uh, a dungeon master so we could do D&D on here. That's the problem with every D&D thing ever. Everyone wants to be the character. No one wants to be the Dungeon Master. <laughs> like, there's plenty of people that want to play characters. Not a lot of people want to play Dungeon Master. Which it's is a lot hard of work. Yeah. You got to study and do homework. Like I didn't do that when it mattered. You think I'm going to do that for fun? <laughs> but I agree. It would be a lot of fun. Hey, well, Max isn't here today, so we could all just vote and just vote him as the DM for our Dungeon and Dragons right. campaigns going forward. Solid. Solid. So I, I want to uh, tweak my review of that 90 show that I gave last week because I was only about four episodes in. I finished the series with my daughter. And my view, review changes from a 2.5 to about a 
I I enjoyed the show, and there's some humor in that show that I'm like, can they really do that? Like these are actual like kids, like in the cast. Like I I, I was shocked, but Red and Kitty, Fez, Fez is the best part of this reboot, um, other than Red, and I just I laughed a lot, and it got better as the show progressed. I hope we get another season because. I'm excited. I, I like that the cameos weren't. Fez was in it quite a bit because he's dating the neighbor. But like you know, they didn't shoehorn Adana and Eric, Kelso, Jackie, like all getting in a room together. Like yay, that didn't happen. But um, I, uh, I I really dug the show. And there's a sequence where Fez is downstairs in the circle with the teenage kids, mm-hmm. and uh, he's being that creepy guy. And I thought that was pretty funny. And then Tommy Chong, just his second appearance in the show was freaking great so my reviews changed and I, I did watch um i know i talked about not watching a lot of sitcoms but i did watch uh the night court reboot with my daughter and <laughs> pretty funny show i was really shocked like i haven't seen the original night court so i have nothing really to compare it to but mm-hmm. i laughed a lot it's got <laughs> michelle ranch from the big bang theory and uh john larroquette's back and uh it was really really funny i was really really shocked that I enjoyed it so much, but it's NBC. NBC usually does good with comedies. So I'm curious to see where that goes from here. But uh, what have you guys been watching? Mike, you watched the second season of Vox Machina? I'm in the midst of it. Yeah, it's, I think they got six more episodes to go. I like that they're releasing like three episode, like mini arcs essentially each mm-hmm. week. So that's really keeping me invested. Yeah, I, I like the first season of Vox Machina a lot. Um, and then this second season is just like elevated stuff because I guess yeah here's where the critical role campaigns get very I guess very investing so to speak more so than they were before because stuff happens to the characters that you know forever kind of alters the course of them throughout the campaigns from there on out so I'm really curious to see what they do with certain characters I haven't watched or listened to critical role uh at length in the past so i have no idea where this is going but i i have a friend who it's it's fun finally to kind of be on this end of things where i'm like geeking out about the stuff that's happening on the show and they're like oh yeah just wait it gets interesting after that i'm like oh my gosh i need to know more now so but no it's it's really it's still really funny uh the animation i feel is like really kick things up a notch there are dragons all over the place in this season so those are really terrifying looking uh, but also the character work is really good, too. Uh, there's a lot of really emotional stuff. And especially in the uh, third and sixth episodes, there's a lot of big emotional work, I feel, that's being done. So, yeah, recommend Vox Machina. And like I mentioned to you before the uh, cast started, it it might push me into D&D territory because I'm in the midst of building a character. But I'll see where I go from there. And, yeah, if we can get something going on here, maybe we can... Yeah, it'd be fun. Get my little dragonborn going into a campaign. That'd be sweet. Was there a lot of laugh track? Why is that funny? (laughs) (laughs) I just want a live track. I want to play it. Oh, okay. (laughs) You had a question? Um, No, I just, what what made you want to do the character you're doing? D&D's a lot of fun. Honestly, uh, I... I don't know. It was just felt like something different because I just didn't want to do like a uh, half elf or dwarf or, you know, one of the more, I guess, more common kind of uh, species or races in, in the in the settings. Sure. Because uh, from my ear, dragonborns are kind of like 
very rare, rare. but also, rare. I don't know, something about their personalities and the way their hierarchy is set up. Like, I'm like, yeah, that feels like me. Like, they're perfectionists in a way. Mm -hmm. So they're constantly, like, striving to improve on themselves and things like that. And I'm like, okay, yeah, this feels relatable. So let me do that. <laughs> cool. Critical Role is a lot of fun. I, I, It is a commitment, though. Like, if you go back and try to rewatch one of their campaigns, like, you're dedicating a lot of your life to it but it's podcast are big yeah it is it's a lot of fun to watch you know they bring in voiceover actors to do it i know will Friedel has been on some of the episodes but i started watching he's, the, he's the in this season his character's in this season so. okay yeah i've been watching a lot uh, i watched a lot of season three i need to go back and pick up where i left off but i think season three was the most recent and i'm like yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna start here because it's hard to go back and catch up on everything but yeah, I know they're a lot of fun. They they bring the voices and the the, the talent to D and D, and I just yeah, I, I I need to watch Vox Machina because I haven't seen it yet, but I am excited to dive in and check it out. I mean, it's a very you know, it's gonna probably be for someone who's familiar with Critical Role. It's probably gonna be a very truncated like Cliff Notes version of what you've already watched or listened to because I'm sure like you know in the actual campaigns which go on for hours on end, you know, some episodes that their tangents and their moments where everyone gets derailed a little bit by something but this one definitely feels a lot more streamlined and focused so that's a thing too is i'm wondering if like okay i enjoy the show but will i actually enjoy being an active part of you know campaigning or will i just yeah. be like oh this is kind of tedious because i filmed <laughs> you guys doing it you know doing a campaign for like four hours for my short film and i was just like this is this is engaging, but also, man, these campaigns can go on <laughs> forever. Yeah, forever. forever. Yeah. Good morning, Chris. Good morning, Chris. Thank you for tuning in, man. We appreciate the support. Um, what about you, Justin? You watch anything fun? Uh, fun? No. Good. Yes. The Last of Us was, has been a lot of fun. I, I mean, sorry, I just said it's not fun, but it's just sad, right? But it, I enjoyed The Last of Us. Episode two was pretty good. So. That was really good. Uh, I, Kathleen from uh, FSF Popcast, I, she has been my The Last of Us like person to talk to that's not on this podcast because I know we're going to talk about it on Sundays. So her and I have been talking about it in that awkward like zombie kiss at the end of episode two. I asked her, I said, is that in the video game? Because it was creepy and weird, but creepy. Like I, I'd never yeah, seen that before. Too. I think I think The Last of Us may be one of the best shows on TV right now. And if you're not watching it, you're missing out. It, you know, everybody's so excited about the renewal of The Last of Us, but I don't get excited about renewals anymore because they undo them so often. Like it's so what? Like I'm gonna just be excited and wait till season two comes out. And when it does, I'm gonna be excited. But like renewals used to mean something. Like when a show was renewed. You could count on it being out next year, but that's not been the case lately. Like a lot of shows that were renewed have been getting canceled or shows that even filmed another season were canceled before the season even aired. So I um, I am glad that this show is as good as it is. I can't wait to keep going. I am not familiar with the video game. Like everything I knew about the video game happened in episode one. So I am excited to see where it goes from here. And um uh, Man, Pedro Pascal just knows how to pick TV roles, doesn't he? Game of Thrones, uh, Narcos, The Mandalorian, and this. Like, 
this guy is going to be up there for one of the best actors on television of all time because he just keeps going from awesome role to awesome role. Yeah, he's doing great for sure. Um, I feel like you mentioned switching roles. It made me think of The Witcher. Like, I'm trying to feel like I'm excited with the new role being cast outside of Henry Cavill, right? I think it's one of the Hemsworth brothers, right? The recast. Yeah, I um who yeah, it was uh Hemsworth that replaced him on the show, right? Yeah, it's yeah, it's not it's not Thor, but the other one. Yeah, the lesser Hemsworth in my Liam opinion. Hemsworth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, hopefully that's still good. Oh boy. I don't know. <laughs> I'll have to finally get into watching The Witcher just to see like how drastic Just for your different. hopes to be dashed. Yeah. No, nah, well no, it's just <laughs> well just because I'm I think Henry Cavill, if you give him the right material to work with, can be a great actor. Like, I think he's a very serviceable Superman. He just needs better material, I think, written around that. But that's not going to happen now. Uh, but also, like, I liked him in Mission Impossible and things like that. But mm-hmm. So I'm curious to see if he holds my attention for this the season that he is in. And then Liam Hemsworth hasn't done anything yet to impress me. So <laughs> that would be a genuine, like, curiosity to be like... Would this be the one that finally wins me over or not? Right. What has Liam Hemsworth even been in? He was in Expendables 2. Yeah, that's the one movie of his that I I like. (laughs) I can't think of anything else of his that I've enjoyed. I think he was in some thriller that had Harrison Ford in it. Or I might be misremembering that. He was in in the Hunger Games movies. Okay. I do like those movies. And he was in the Independence Day Regurgence. Um, yeah, that's right. He was in that one too as Hotshot Pilot, not Will Smith. Um, I did uh, like Isn't It Romantic? Where, I do uh, like the Hemsworth that was on Westworld. He was good. Mm-hmm. I think that's Luke. I can't remember. There's like four of them or something, right? Yeah, there's a lot of him. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot. I like the new Baldwins. Also, the name goes crazy. <laughs> or kill a person. Um, <laughs> well. Oh, he was also in that uh, that video game adaptation where, like, the Wolverines, like, where it was like North Korea invades America. No, that was Chris. Oh, was it Chris? I thought yeah. it was him. That, that was pre-Thor Chris. That was, like, him. Oh, well, skinny Chris looks like Liam. Actually, I think they, they delayed the Red Dawn remake, and then once Thor was out, they were like, well, oh, one of our leads is in Thor, so maybe now we can. Whoops. How was the Red Dawn remake? I've never seen it. It sucked. Yeah, yeah it was nice. <laughs> I mean, we're being invaded by who? I mean, <laughs> I'm not a fan of. The, I'm not a diehard fan of the original. Like, I'm kind of like that one's limp wristed too. But like, no, it's it's just Red Dawn, but with even prettier faces <laughs> that you can't believe do stuff that's that violent. <laughs> and it's PG-13 too, so it's like they don't go places that the original went. I saw Puss in Boots, uh, The Last Wish, I believe is what it was called. Um, I, I've i seen Thor, I've seen, sorry, I've seen Shrek 1, and that's about as far into the Shrek verse I've ever been in. And I went and saw this with Tony, he wanted to see it. Um, Animation is not really something I seek out personally. But every time I go, like recently, I've been really digging, like I love Boss Baby. I love Boss Baby 2. I don't know what it is about those movies, but they just, I get them. We, we have a... a connection and um like i watched despicable me recently i watched the new minions and 
it's fun to watch these movies with my kids. Like I, I'm, I'm sold. And then watching Puss in Boots, I'm like, is this movie for children? Because there's parts of the movie where they beep out swearing, like hardcore swearing gets beeped out in Puss in Boots. And I'm like, this movie's great. Like I laughed a lot, a lot. I mean, isn't that kind of the the namesake for animation? You, you people sprinkle in adult things. For the parents, right? Well, especially for Shrek, where the whole thing yeah. the whole thing started as like poking fun at schmaltzy kids fairy tale stuff. So Yeah, well there's you know, there's a jokes for adults and I'm, apparently I'm the only person who was like, Wow, like they did this? Like I've never heard an animated kids movie swear out cursing ever. <laughs> oh like, yeah, yeah. Obvious F bombs like cut out. It's one of the moms that was in the theater with her kid, like after the first beeping, she got up and took a kid out of the movie. Oh, I'm wow. sitting there, I'm laughing my ass off through this whole thing. Like, this is great. Tony's laughing. We're having a good time. I never would have watched Puss in Boots if I wasn't uh, asked to go. Like, I, this movie wasn't even on my radar, but I I really dug it. I had so much fun with it. Uh, Jack Horner was uh, the bad guy in here. You know, Jack Horner sat in the corner. Um, mm. Is good and Goldilocks and Three Bears were hilarious as well. Like, it's a pretty funny movie. Cool. Uh, uh, are yeah, you excited I, for Goldeneye? Sorry, my bad. I'm not trying to deviate, but we're changing topics. But you're good. Whatever. Uh, I, I, I was just gonna say, like, yeah, I'm like you. I don't have any investment in the Shrek the cinematic universe or anything like that. So I was just like, whatever. I love Shrek when I watched it. It's been probably three or four years since I've seen any of the Shrek movies, but I've enjoyed most of them. I'm, I'm going back and I'm going to revisit them with him. Cause I, this movie was like, I've been missing out on Shrek. I think, cause I need to go back and check this out. I'm surprised that Puss in Boots is the one getting all of the spinoffs and not a uh, donkey. Like you would think Eddie Murphy's donkey would be. Maybe he's cost more. I don't know. Eddie I'm sure they thought of it. I'm sure they've thought about giving all those characters spinoffs mm-hmm. until the sun goes out yeah <laughs> so. stop making money whichever comes first yeah anybody watch the new eddie murphy movie it's been getting positive buzz what's Which this one? one uh it's called you people where jonah hill plays um oh. boyfriend that's it's on netflix of, right yeah it's kind of like a guess who's coming to dinner type movie it's that's funny right. uh, the trailer looked funny i can't wait to check it out i haven't watched it yet though but what were you saying justin about goldeneye Oh, is that where you excited for it? It sounds oh, like it needs some work for you. Dude, I suck at Goldeneye, but I'm so excited to play. Like, I'm hoping that I can beat Tony in, like, the first game just because he'll be uh, culture-shocked by the graphics and he won't know where all the hiding spots are. So I'm hoping that first game I can kill him. Because watching this kid play Call of Duty, it just makes my anxiety, like, race because he's doing headshots, like, so quickly as he's playing through this game on, like, nightmare mode. And I'm just sitting there like... I can't even play this game on easy. Like, and you're, you're just destroying it. So I'm hoping with Goldeneye, I have a chance to beat him at least once. But that dropped on the Switch and the Xbox over the weekend. And I know that I really want to do some Twitch streaming with Justin and whoever else has a Switch or an Xbox so we can play because that game is fun. I remember having so much fun with that game. The original uh, online shooter, which was just you had to have four friends over. Oh, for sure. I used to just travel to my friend's house just to play Goldeneye. Like it was the he had an N sixty four where it was like, Oh, you have Goldeneye? I guess we're getting a bus pass. We're I remember I remember I think it was junior year of high school because I I was in speech and debate class 
and we had to come up with like you know sort of like speeches that were walkthroughs of different things uh i can't remember what i did but someone brought in their n64 to basically be like here here's how you play goldeneye with four players and so basically the whole class time was sent with like four of us sitting there while the rest of the class watched us play goldeneye <laughs> and it was ridiculous because you know, I was trying to fight off the urge because obviously I was getting bodied in the game. I was fighting off the urge to not curse in class because I was getting frustrated. So, because yeah, all... I'd played it before, and they're like, "Oh, it looks like Mike's last." I'm like, "I know." It's like almost you're not actually teaching people because you picked like four play people who have played before. One of us just happens to be really bad at it. <laughs> That's fun. I um. Yeah, I was never really good at Goldeneye. The only the only way I liked to play Goldeneye back in the day, because it was the only way that gave me a chance, was um, the man with the golden gun where it was only one hit and they would die. Like, I, I, I liked that because I had a shot like I could sneak up on somebody and shoot them once. But if I had, you know, where you can take multiple hits, I didn't stand a chance. I could never get around the N64 controller for any game, really. I, th I think the closest thing I ever got to being proficient in on N64 was, like, Mario Kart, and that was in college. But, like, no, GoldenEye on that N64 controller was a nightmare for me. So I'm, I may be curious to see, like, if, you know, there's an Xbox port of it or something, like, how the controls would stand up there. Yeah, there, there is. As odd job. Yeah, uh, odd job. That sucked. Um I wonder if you still have to play through the whole game in order to unlock stuff, or if it's already unlocked mm -hmm. in the multiplayer. That's something I'd like to know. If anybody's in the comments watching, let me know, please. But for me, the N64 was four games. It was Mario 64, Mario Kart 64, the South Park first-person shooter, and GoldenEye. Like, those were the games I played the most. Was the South Park one where you, like, fought turkeys? Yeah, and picked up the snowballs, and you could pee <laughs> yeah. on them. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. Yeah, it was like a blast. <laughs> Cartman would say like outrageous things. It's a fantastic game. But um now man, I can't wait to play Gold Knight. I uh might do that today. I'm gonna play through the campaign. I've never done that. Oh, I definitely did that. I my friends and I would just spend that's all we played for weekends. So we we beat everything. I I was also terrible, so I didn't win much, but it was a lot of fun. Yeah, Goldeneye was probably the first console first-person shooter that was popular. I know there was Doom and Duke Nukem and uh, Wolfenstein prior, but Goldeneye really knocked it out, and then every game since then has pretty much been Goldeneye. My uh, buddies in college and I, we were a Halo household. Like, we'd have, like, it's set up that all our Xboxes would, could be in different parts of the room, and so we'd have, we'd have LAN parties, essentially, you know, back in, like, 2003 or 2004. So we'd have like four people in like the living room, four people in one other person's room, four people in the kitchen, all playing like <laughs> massive Halo, like free for alls. Those were fun. Those like, get, getting together with your friends and playing Halo. Uh, one of my favorite days with my buddies was all of us got together and played uh, Dark Souls on the Xbox, the Gauntlet Dark Souls. I think it's called Gauntlet Dark Souls. I, I might be wrong, but. You know, just sitting around with four people going through this World of Warcraft style game was so much fun. And just the camaraderie and stuff that I think it's lost on online gameplay these days. I don't think it's the same feeling. Well, definitely. Um, I miss the communal part of it where it's like you're playing with people, you know, as opposed to like if online, unless you have a set you know, number of uh, friends that you can you're going to meet up with, um, it's going to be like just assorting you randomly with 
either really overpowered, you know, proficient players of years and years on end, or people there there just to disrupt anything you try to accomplish, just because yeah. funsies. Uh, speaking of which, um, I know we talked about this months ago, but like the Shredder's Revenge, the yeah. Ninja Turtles beat 'em up. That's on Netflix now. Is one of their mobile uh, games, and I think it's free. So that could be another outlet for us too. I don't know if you can stream yeah. that or not because I know, but I know for a while we were looking for ways to do like cross play. When yeah, be first came out. I think we can figure it out for sure. Yep. You've already beaten it, haven't you? I mean, beaten it as in like, yeah, yeah. I've I've completed all the levels and stuff, and I've powered mm-hmm. up all my characters to the maximum level and things like that that's what i'm wondering it's like well i had to start that all over again on my netflix account yeah Yeah, i played through it twice the shutter's revenge i haven't played through it with every character yet but i I need to go back and revisit it because that's so much fun i love those style games i'm so glad those style games are kind of making a comeback Yeah, it just rises in the nostalgic of the arcade, right? Okay. Yeah. What's up, Teddy? How you doing, buddy? Uh, he's listening to us while he's having a drive. Cool. It's a, it's a cool last name. Dark. Drive, drive safe. Yeah, please drive <laughs> safe. Don't look at us. There's nothing. You're not missing anything. I'm sure we're gonna get a comment. Look at those three ugly guys. But you know, it is what it is. Welcome, <laughs> welcome to the internet, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> No, I love it. Like I said, I love it at the beginning of the show. But um, yeah, I I want some of that more communal experience with you guys playing on Twitch. Is Call of Duty really the only cross-platform game currently, or are there others? I'm sure there's thousands. We just gotta like figure it out. Like I'm sure I'm sure there's a lot of like free-to-play stuff too. Like I used to meet up with Dan on Rocket League over on Xbox for a while. For a while, but yeah, I never played Rocket League. It was fun. It was good. <laughs> We could play some uh, Fortnite. My my niece and nephew is all I've played. My nephew won, wanted to play that game last time I was with him. And by me playing was me sitting next to him while he played. He was like, hey, you want to play Fortnite? Okay. You're, you're never going to catch me in Fortnite. I don't know. I, I, I just have this instinctual like resistance to <laughs> games that try to hook you in and be like, now let's get a battle pass. When it's, when it's like... You know, it's stringing you along for the long haul, essentially. Like, I don't mind it if it's like, oh, you know, it's a one-player campaign type thing and there's a season pass and then that's going to be it for the game. That's fine with me. It feels like, you know, I've completed an arc at that point. But if it's like, okay, get ready for Battle Pass 375 or whatever. (laughs) Now with, I don't know, Ren and Stimpy Battle Skins or something. I don't know what they do (laughs) I know, I know they bring in a lot of characters to that you can purchase as like skins and stuff, but yeah, they do bring in some fun free stuff. I know at one point everyone. there was Thanos that you guys could all like try to team up and take down. Okay. <laughs> See, I'm got I'm 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 very resistant to that kind of stuff because I'm like, okay, how much do I gotta shell out this time? <laughs> Three Geeks podcast on Minecraft. I mean I would. <laughs> I can't do Minecraft. I don't understand it. I don't get it. Do I've tried mean? playing it. It's Legos. It's just Legos. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but things don't blow up your Legos if you don't pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> what have you been reading, Justin? Anything fun? 
Uh, this week, I didn't get a chance to read anything, unfortunately. I'm still trying to work my way through. Um, let me see. Do I still have that picture? Uh, He's trying to work his way through figuring out what it is. Saga. So, nice. I'm still, uh, I'm still working through that. But I, I really enjoy Saga. It's been a lot of fun. What um, book are you on? It's still volume one. There's like 150 pages, so it's. I'm just slogging through it, but it's been enjoyable. So. It's a really good series. I read the first three, I believe. It gets better and better. I really dug it. Nice. Um, I do know, just forewarning, if you're going to go through Comicsology, the first three volumes are there, but after that, you have to pay for it, which is kind of the gotcha for Comicsology. Yeah, that's where I stopped. Yeah. I read the first three, you know, comicsology. And I'm like, okay, wait till the fourth one comes out. <laughs> or I just go to the library. I guess I can stop being lazy. But um, I did want to talk about a cancellation before we get too far into the red and stuff. But um, what did you do, I was, Jason? I was really mad that Titans and Doom Patrol were canceled. Like, oh, I thought you meant like someone got canceled recently. <laughs> no, 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 no. Why is it, Jason? Titans was one of my is one of my favorite superhero shows on television and freaking HBO Max. Like they said they were done with the slaughtering. <laughs> and then James Gunn came out and said, like, this was done before my time. Because he was getting a lot of hate about it. Like, why how dare you cancel Titans and Doom Patrol? And um he's like, Look, guys, this decision was made before me. Like this, these were canceled a while ago. They just didn't want to tell you until they aired the season. They had um Titus uh, Welliver on as uh, Lex Luthor in Titans season four. And I really liked him as Lex. I'm not going to give any spoilers, but um, I, I, I like the season of Titans. It's not done yet, so I still have a few episodes left. But I was just really bummed when I saw it was canceled. I kind of knew it was coming with the whole DC shakeup, but, you know, it wasn't real until it was real. That's unfortunate. Did, did it wrap up? Nicely or anything? Like, did I don't know. I still have, still have four or five episodes left. Oh, okay. Yeah. We'll find out. Probably not. Just so I don't forget. Sorry, Jason. But if you have Oculus and have the game called Pavlov, they all they have Goldeneye maps there that you can kind of work through in um, a virtual reality world. And it's a lot of fun if you have a group of friends that want to like relive a map of Goldeneye and like walk through it. People spent a lot of time on that. It was pretty cool. So I just, nice. forget. I just thought about it. Yeah, I plan on playing some GoldenEye today. Um, hopefully, maybe we can figure out how to stream it. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, I, question about Doom Patrol, because I did hear like that was consistently like the best, or the most well-received show out of these HBO Max DC shows. Is that uh, weren't was it a cancellation, or were they like you know we're, we're going to wrap up with this season? As far as I know, it's a cancellation. I have only seen season one of Doom Patrol for no other reason than I just haven't watched it yet. Right. But um, that's another – it's a really good show. I, the reason I say it, I don't think that it was uh, let go because they, they were wrapping it up or whatever is because of the fan outrage online seemed to be pretty strong for it, which means it probably did not wrap up when season four ended, which is a shame because, yeah. you know, the HBO Max shows were decent. Like, I'm surprised – I like Superman and Lois. I'm surprised that hasn't gotten the boot yet. Like, I I'm wish sure that they would just completely just let it all go. Start. If you're going to start over, just start over, and just. And I can't believe there's still CW shows in the Hero Universe because there's Gotham something or other now on CW, and 
I, I can't believe they're still doing the, it. The Flash is wrapping up, right? Yeah. Yeah. But they're about to. I think it's called Gotham Knights. They're about to. Uh, That's still. I saw the trailer for that like what last year, and I was like, "This is this looks terrible." Even like for a, a CW show like Standard, it looks pretty bad. Like I can't even imagine like teens getting into that so much. So I was <laughs> curious. I thought that it was like dead on arrival. Huh. No, it has the same problem that shows like Birds of Prey had, and um, well, at least Titans had Bruce Wayne in the show, um, and like uh, Batwoman is you're making a Batman show without Batman. And it's really hard to do. Like in this universe, Batman is dead, and um, it's his it's his kid. From it's what his I remember. son teamed up with the Joker's daughter. But not like it's not Damien though. It's some other OC kid that they made up for the show. Yes, his name's like Fabian or something. I don't remember. <laughs> fake Damien. Yeah, fake Damien essentially. So I think his name is Turner. Turner. Oh, of course his name's Turner. Classic movies. Let's pick the douchiest name for a one percenter kid. <laughs> Sorry, oh. Turners out there that are actually decent folks. <laughs> There's a Harvey There's a subset of Turners out there that are very angry with us. Yeah. Um I'll probably check it out because it's Batman related, but I am not at all excited about watching the show like at all. Like I said, like I said, I thought they canceled it just based on the idea, just based on the <laughs> the introduction of the trailer. They were like, "Ah, oh, let's shelf this one." Actually, it's so, hard to do Batman without Batman. But like, because they did that before, like they showed stuff from like the pilot or the script for that live action Powerpuff Girls show they were doing. Yeah, and they were like, uh, "Let's take this back to the drawing board here because this is not being received well." Yeah, somebody got fired for pushing that through, I believe, the Powerpuff Girls. This is awful. What are you doing? Well, because they were trying, I'm sure, because this was probably the trend, and still is the trend, probably, is like they're trying to Riverdale that stuff. Trying to make it, like, all dark, and, you know, they're grown up, and they aren't these barely legal superheroines eye-catching or something, like, trying to do stuff like that, I'm sure. It's funny, because... Um... CW hosted the Critics Choice Awards and Seth Rogen was presenting or maybe he was the host and he's like the CW is so bad they're airing this award show on their channel but they couldn't get any of their shows nominated because nobody watches the CW yeah, no one watches the CW <laughs> there all was, their there, shows are the same there was a golden period of like where you could get steady engagement with their content and now it's just like whatever and also it's just like they're more of like let's release it online after the fact, I, mm -hmm. for free. So it's like, what's the point? What's the point of catching it like when it actually broadcasts? Yeah, I wish this CW was better. Like, I hope that the booting and canceled a bunch of stuff. I haven't watched the uh, Supernatural spinoff yet. Maybe somewhere down the line, but uh, in the new Texas Walker Ranger, I know they got a bunch of spinoffs of that coming out. But um, I don't know. Mike, what have you been reading? Anything fun? Um, I actually got back into this series of graphic novels that I'd had sitting on my shelf for about a, a couple years now that I hadn't touched in a while called Elephant Man. Uh, it's an Image Comics uh, series. Is he uh, not an animal? What's that? Is he not an animal? <laughs> I'm not an animal. Funny. 
funny. I, lo I love that movie too. One of my favorites, honestly. No, this is a very different kind of Elephant Man kind of story. It's like sci-fi meets like Pulp Detective meets Girls with Guns type of thing where it's set up that in this alternate history about a couple hundred like genetically designed animal soldiers were used in a war and then once the war was over and they kind of you know acquired the goals of their corporate you know overlords mm -hmm. the they were just like set loose on their contracts and so these they call them elephant men even though there's like rhinos and there's some crocodile or alligator men and so forth and a hippo guy who becomes a private detective uh, they're just living in society and there's only a couple hundred of them and they get caught up in like a conspiracy and each of the main elephant men gets like a female like co co lead to go along with and one of them is like has a thing for the hippo detective and one of them like runs his own country or his own empire and it's just it's bananas it's it it, cool it's pretty bananas but it's it's pretty fun i think it's pretty fun I'm going to have to check that out. I got that up there with the one Justin recommended a few weeks ago. Uh, did you see where D&D &D got rid of that online gaming license thing? The one we talked about, I think, last week or two weeks ago? They, they'd scrapped the whole thing because people were pissed. And I think people were canceling D&D &D beyond just subscriptions. That's what they were Probably. talking about. Yeah. I mean, you know, the fans can get things done when they they rile together. Um, I, ju I just I just registered yesterday, <laughs> just because I needed to. I'm like I can't. I gotta organize this on a character sheet if I'm building up this character. That's the only reason why I'm not gonna actually like use it for anything else. I think. It's it's very useful. I mean, yeah. politics aside, in terms of D and D being crappy or not from the main company, that's a really useful app. Oh yeah, I'm not gonna actually like go into campaigning on the actual like. Mm -hmm. platform probably like especially if we can get something going on on yeah, here but like for sure it just helped me organize all my stats but yeah oh, i, I did realize convenient. like this is probably then because the first thing is like i type in D D beyond and it's like immediately all those articles hit and i'm just like what a time to get invested in this yeah yeah <laughs> sure <laughs> I'm, timing, Mike. Yeah. I'm i'm glad they uh decided to scrap it that's awesome news actually because you're really making your fan base mad and they would have found other ways to play versions of something yeah. similar. Well, they were just pirated, right? D&D players will figure it out. They're a very <laughs> intelligent bunch in terms of saving money, I think. So, I mean, and the whole thing is you just start your own kind yeah. of like in-universe stuff from scratch on your own, basically. Yeah. Bring back you're your own. Sorry. I mean, sure. Or let's empower RuneScape. Let's go through there. It'd be great. The most I have invested in actual D&D &D outside of registering that free account was I went out and got myself some dice for like seven bucks just because I'm like, if I'm going to get into this. That is a rabbit hole. That I'm, is a rabbit well, hole. I'm, Start enjoying dice. I'm not. I'm, I know because there's a like expansion, whatever things. I'm just like, no, I'm going to stick to the basics for this for right now. I'm going to see how long I can keep it just, you know, bare essentials. And then if it starts to Fortnite me, I'm going to be like, I'm out. <laughs> I'll kill this character first. <laughs> okay. this character he jumps die. off a cliff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll let this character die before you catch me with more like expansion packs and microtransactions, even though I'm sure there'll be some that are much needed. But I just found out Googling this that this game is being rebooted and I am beyond excited. Like I used to play this with uh, Fury, who has a uh, 
his own uh, uh, Instagram movie stuff. So you guys should check it out, Jason Fury. But I am excited to read about this. This is amazing. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. I never played Hero Quest. I always wanted to as a kid. I saw like the different board games and things for it, but I never got a chance to play. It's worth some money now. I think it goes for about two hundred dollars if you get the original oh, cool. board game. That's why I'm glad that they're rebooting it because I'm not paying two hundred dollars for a board game from the nineties. Like, <laughs> more power to you if you can. If you have that kind of disposable income, I do not. So <laughs> I can't wait for this game. Bunch of angry Hero Quest savers. <laughs> they're just like, I need to spend three hundred dollars on this thing on eBay. Three Geeks Podcast will play Hero Quest if it ever comes out as a board game. Like when this is released, we will do it. I enjoy playing Frosthaven. That's a short we should put out there, I think. Oh, uh, that was so much fun. Frosthaven, we played it at uh Origin. Mm-hmm. Really dug it. I I, I want to play more of those games. I just don't have time. I went to my buddy's house and we played um uh Betrayal on House of Haunted Hill. And that was so much fun, but it's like so involved, and you gotta. Is it the house building thing where like every room is a random room, or am I thinking of the wrong board game? It is. Yeah. You walk through a doorway, and then you pull a card, and then that's Mm -hmm. where room you're in, and then there's spells and so forth. And then once you get to a certain point, it's randomly selected that one of the players betrayed you and is evil. So yeah. then you gotta. Aren't they like fight. haunted? Is it less betrayal, or is it more they get haunted and like possessed, and then now they're a monster? Yeah, yeah, just like that. Okay. So then they have yeah. a book that they have to study real quick to see what their character's goal is for the end game, and then the players left also have to figure out what their goal is for the end game. So now they're competing to try to reach their goal first, which obviously the other player's goal is to stop the other guy from whatever it is he's accomplishing. It was a lot of fun. I. Recommend it. I have it. I bought it at a garage sale for a dollar. I just haven't had time to play it on my you own. You went... have a steal on your hands because I went to, I think, Comic Town because it's right by my house. And it was there for like 120 ish dollars. So you saved yourself quite a bit of money by spending a dollar. Wow, $100? I think so. Games. If we're thinking about the right game, yeah. I mean, that's kind of a fair assessment for a lot of things in life. You save yourself a lot of money if you just get to pay a dollar for something. That's fair. That's fair. I have my car. I spent a dollar for it. <laughs> yeah. Those kind of games are fun. And they, like we were talking about earlier with, you know, getting your buddies together and hanging out and playing, uh, you know, Halo or Gauntlet or Goldeneye, it still has that, that level of camaraderie that hasn't translated to uh, medium. Like, you know, World of Warcraft, not World of Warcraft, Magic the Gathering, you can play on your phone, but it still hasn't reached that same community grasp because you're still missing something. What's up, George? How you doing, buddy? Thanks hey, for tuning in. Hit that like button. What's the what's the G3, George? Oh, I follow. G-O-G-3. I got it. George G3. I think each of his initials are G. So um, at the end of it, there's three um, Gs. Or he's George is, the Third. It's Riddle. It's real, yeah. <laughs> we'll do a top ten Georges. There you go. <laughs> You'll be um, Clooney. I, I guess this isn't expected, but Adult Swim officially, sta- you know, we talked about this last week. Adult Swim mm-hmm. officially made that announcement, like they parted ways with uh, Justin Roiland, but that Rick and Morty will continue, uh, and they'll just Until I'm sure recast. Money. Yeah. And I'm sure it'll be a very meta moment where they're like. Oh, gee, our voices sound different. I, I can't do a Rick and Morty. I'm there's like millions of people out there that can, but it's just did, like, did good. Yeah. but they'll probably make an episode being like, Oh, wow, our voices sound weird. And I'm sure Rick will be like, Oh, yeah, it's because of, of all that stuff. 
and then they'll just look at the camera for five minutes of dead silence. Nice. Good job, Jason. George the third for our audio listeners. I, I got it right. Thank you, George. Um, and then Black Knight. Aaron, what's up, buddy? He says, good morning, fellas. Good morning. Hey. Yeah, I um, I wasn't surprised that Rick and Morty would continue. I kind of had that gut instinct that, you know, they're just going to find a way to keep this show going and just remove the problem. Well, apparently, he, he – I mean, obviously, he provides, like, the voices and stuff like that. But apparently, since season three, creatively, he hasn't really contributed much to the show. Oh, so. well, that's, that's even better news, then. Yeah. So It's not tanking the show. Yeah, it shouldn't be hard for them to kind of part ways in-house. And from what I understand, they were having issues with him anyways. Oh, in-house. really? The, I, I guess there's a lot of, like, there. there's, I guess, Green Portal has a lot of former employees that are kind of now saying, like, yeah, this production company was kind of crap to work for. <laughs> was it directly because of him or just... It probably be, takes root in perhaps some of the mentality or the atmosphere that he established. I mean, Dan Harmon's not really the most spick and span uh, showrunner to begin with as well. He's got his fair share of, let's say, issues and things like that. He's at least demonstrated from what I understand, an ability to kind of change and yeah. accept and, uh, you know, move on from it to some degree, but, and nothing veered too hard into like the legal troubles that I'm sure are heading Justin's way. But, um, no, nah, I mean, I don't know. We'll see. Like I said before, I'm like, I'm not going to be heartbroken if all of a sudden I'm going to drop off this show, but also I'm, I'm curious. So, uh, Simpsons was renewed through 2025, which for me, I still check in with sure. the Simpsons every once in a while because they still hit good episodes. Like it's not where you get season runs of great Simpsons episodes, but there are still good episodes uh, every season. And Simpsons is like a comfort blanket. Like I just like knowing it's there. <laughs> I'll 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 try to check out the Trios of Horror horror episode every year just because that's something i really enjoy yeah those are the ones i sometimes will poke my nose into again are the treehouse ones just because those 10 because they're given the free reign to be whatever uh those are the ones that catch my attention a little bit more often uh but based on a lot of the more recent simpson seasons that i caught episodes of here and there i'm kind of like it feels weird because it feels as though like you know the simpsons pioneered a lot of what constitutes not just adult animated shows, but just adult comedic shows in general now that it's mm-hmm. kind of like, it, it feels like a weird echo of itself at this point where it's like, Oh, it's doing that thing. You remember the Simpsons, the Simpsons are doing that. <laughs> yeah. Except it's not as sharp or as witty as it once was. And so I am also just kind of like, this thing needs to go away now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, I've been saying that about a lot of stuff. I know I say that about superhero movies, pretty much ad nauseum. I say that about the Simpsons. It's just like absence makes the heart grow fonder is my philosophy on stuff. Give me a year is what you're saying. They're not going to because it still makes money. And ultimately that's why these things perpetuate is because people hire up like money and we like giving them our money for stuff. So it's like, but it would be nice for Marvel stuff, not Marvel overall, but like MCU stuff to go away for five to 10 years, but it won't do that. The thoughts of Mike are not those of the Three Geeks podcast, but of those Mike specifically. <laughs> yeah, I genuinely, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> um, 
I I the one thing I want out of the Simpsons is I want a new game. Like the Simpsons hit and run, their grand run auto style crazy. game was a blast. Why haven't we gotten a sequel to that? Come on, guys, give us some Simpsons games because that's that's what we're here about. Because I don't think I played a bad set. Maybe Simpsons Wrestling was not great, but like the Simpsons version of Crazy Taxi was a blast. Uh, the NES games were a blast. The Super Nintendo games were a blast. The arcade game is a classic. Um, I will say I love the weird. I guess you could call it counterculture, but the weird artistic stuff that comes out of people's disenchantment with the Simpsons. There's some cool like online stuff. Like there's a whole Instagram uh, profile, or there was where it was like Simpsons without the Simpsons. Basically, it was just like you know really pic- picturesque like scenes of Springfield that look really cool and artistic. There's a whole like genre of mo- synth wave called Simpsons wave where they set like you know synth wave tracks to Simpsons clips and like doctor them up. There's there's an online um, graphic novel where they combine The Simpsons with Akira, the Akira manga. Oh, that's and cool. it's called Bart Kira, I believe. And it just takes it's it's basically Akira but with Bart as Kaneda and, you know, Milhouse's Tetsuo and it's a whole it's really kind of cool. So, I, I like that aspect of The Simpsons being long in the tooth is that people have done some really creative stuff as they've become a little disenchanted with the main product. They're like, "Let me do my own version of this." And you're totally right. Black Knight and they, they certainly did. Yeah, they laid the path for <laughs> Family Guy, American Dad, and South Park. Rick and, and a lot of those shows are long in the tooth, too. So it's like... <laughs> mm-hmm. I, the South Park shorts that the movies they've been doing on CBS All Access have been amazing. Some of the best South Park we've had in years. The different specials, the hour-long specials or whatever. Yeah, the pre-COVID and the post-COVID and the vaccination special. I like it when they have like a topic... When they get topical, that's my favorite part well, of South Park. As opposed well, to South Park, yeah, because five they make the show. Years, yeah. Yeah, they make the show like two weeks <laughs> in two weeks. When you're able to do the show in a two week kind of crunch time, you you stay pretty current with what's going on in the world. Yeah, but um, I um, yeah, The Simpsons for me is I watched it as a kid. I stopped watching it for a while. I had Kylie, and I'm like, I like The Simpsons. I'm gonna watch it with my daughter for a while. We watched it together for a while and now i've stopped watching it again i'm hoping that you know down the line when i have a grandkid we can watch the simpsons together and i'll pick it up season 45 or something be like hey it's the simpsons all the voice <laughs> actors are, will be computer generated nancy yeah, cartwright and Dan Kast- yeah because i'm sure they'll all be either very yeah. they're all very old right now so i'm sure they're yeah, they're probably signing their voices over right now because God knows they have enough audio that they can continue yep. the Simpsons without them forever. Yep, that's what's going to happen. You'll have Krusty the Clown. I mean, you've got Krusty the Clown saying, hey, hey, like hundreds of times at this point. It's like, yeah. <laughs> Just hit buttons like Justin does with his sound mixer. All right, guys, let's do an episode. You got the soundboard ready to go? <laughs> Did you hear that? Yes. That's what our podcast needs. We need a laugh track. Yeah. We're not quite Big Bang Theory enough with the try hard. That's right. That's right. There we go. I just hit a bunch of buttons. It'd be great. Is this really what the what the format's gonna be is the last couple of minutes we're just dicking around? (laughs) It can be. That certainly can be. (laughs) I'm not saying we should or shouldn't, but it could be. I think the most of the podcast is us just sticking around for an hour. <laughs> I will say, I will say, you 
bringing that soundboard last week, it got me re uh, revisiting Phil Hendry clips. So oh, good. Like, just because okay. that dude could do a morning radio show all on his own and play characters all on his own and stuff. So it, it brought me back to some Phil Hendry clips that I was like, that's pretty funny. Well, this thing pull. has like voices too, but I've always been hesitant to be like, oh, this would be a fun thing to, to do. Like the, the one I was messing with, oh, it's not working. Yeah, such is life. There's a narrator voice that I thought was fun. His, you're like very British, I think. Lay it on me. I'm trying to find it. Lay it, it on me. <laughs> I'll be the judge of that. <laughs> That's fair. Totally fair. Uh, for a reason, it doesn't want to do this search. There we go. Now, what Justin almost, searches, almost. Uh, I sound <laughs> like Walter. Is this better? How does this go? Here, is it terrible? Because you did a horse fail, also. Sounds great. You have a max. If I enunciate the changes slurs, they drove an error. I was about to ask, like, yeah, yeah this, I don't know. This dude's it's, into his Jameson. That's right. It's it's the beta version of that voice, so I imagine it it'll get better at some point. But I don't know if I want to give it the chance to get better. <laughs> Can we get a beta version of Max's voice? So then, when you can't, I'm the one generating us... these voices. If you can figure out a way to like have me, have one of Max's us can play voice. Max during the podcast. <laughs> yeah. It'd be great. I can do I mean, that. I... You just have to yell. <laughs> just curse at random times and yell the and, whole thing. and laugh every 10 seconds i do want to get max's canned laughter on in <laughs> like so, it's like the seth rogan laugh i definitely can grab that like that's not a hard it's, thing to it's forever find. it's forever ingrained into my memory now is max's laugh because it is it is i, lo I love it when unique. he just gets giggly about something like it does remind me a lot of a seth rogan laugh when he gets wound up about something yeah he could be our laugh track when we do this could, show. oh that would be fun every time there's a joke we use max's laugh track yeah, that would be good stuff i um i want to thank everybody for tuning in uh we don't really have a lot to check i just went over our description and we nailed every topic we had so let me know are you guys excited to play goldeneye on the xbox and switch uh what what are you guys reading what are you guys watching um let me know in the comments section like what is it that you you like doing during your week um, and we'll talk about it next week on the show because i love reading the comments and i'm glad we're getting more comments i don't care what kind of comments you send us i love reading them they're a lot of fun so uh thanks guys seriously eight thousand views in a month is extraordinary i am flattered and um a lot of it was from this last week so thank you to justin for really just taking the initiative <laughs> Something be very <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. Yes. Okay, Justin, I've officially decided that when I'm gone during my funeral, I want you to just randomly drop a laugh track. Jason, I'm going to be mourning, but I will do that for you. Or he'll be dead first. I'll be, I'll be, I can be dead first. <laughs> like when somebody's up there giving my eulogy, just occasionally hit a laugh track. I think that would oh, you want to live us all. Just voice, just laughing in the back. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the Max AI will be managing things for us. It'll be a weird loop-de-loop because we'll have the Max audio laugh and then Max actually there and he'll start laughing at his laugh and it'll just be like a continuous laughter yeah. chain. <laughs>
<laughs> I'll put the Bluetooth speaker inside of the casket so that it'll just it'll, like it'll echo in eternity. It'll dissolve into a cascade of Max laughter, <laughs> and that's that's how the world ends. <laughs> right there at my funeral, the world ends. It was Max's infinite laughter the entire time that we were just waiting to happen. Seriously, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, we we love you guys. Hit that like. Check out Mike at youtube.com forward slash Mike McGTV. I'll be putting and, stuff uh, up soon, I promise. I'm so lazy right now. In the dude, I, I went through that myself, so I get it. Um, Justin and I are doing a remake revolution tonight. It's going to be fun. We got our buddies from uh, Some Nobodies with Jack Wallace, and I cannot wait to see what childhood um, movie they want to turn into a horror epic or childhood favorite, like, IP that they're going to turn into horror. So I'm excited. We got two judges, Justin and John, are going to be judging the event tonight. And I cannot wait. I don't know when it's going to air, but keep an eye out. We'll be there. Uh, it looks like Dream Destination Vacations on the Perfect 10 this Wednesday. And congratulations to uh, George for making it on the radio. It's simulcast on the Three Geeks channel. So you guys can check it out here, or you could check it out over on the top 10 or on the radio. Yeah, um, on the radio. <laughs> it's a lot of fun i'm glad we're back firing all cylinders you guys can check out an interview with justin and i on tuesday we are going to be interviewing a fertility doctor very very soon that will be part of our valentine's day extravaganza and um we also have a doctor or a, a person who wrote a book that guarantees you'll find love so all the nerds out there this author guarantees there's, there's it for me to wow they that. really they really set you up for the for the Valentine's they sure season did. here. They sure did. I was like, do we want to interview love doctors? And Justin's like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> we have talked to literally every corner of this world. So whatever, let's talk about it. <laughs> you've, all, you've all pulled some varied guests for a, for a geek yeah. That's podcast. Right. The I Psychic was my favorite. It was so good. Dream Destination Vacations is tonight's show. Thank you, George. I apologize. So uh, we'll see you guys soon. Thank you again. Like. Thanks, Black Knight, for the comment. Yes. Great Chris Hark, all your drawings. <laughs> Thanks, Jason.